previously on the Fantastic Worlds Podcast. The Draculin armies like to take our children in and what? script them into the military so we try very hard to protect them. Beautiful uh, white dragon plate armor with the Coco Jack fur billowing uh, white hair in blowing in the wind with snow coming in. He feels he's in his element. So Pippa will furtively sort of look around and after assuring herself that Manette is in fact not there yet, she's (laughs) going to reach inside herself for a part of her magic that she has been aware of for some time, but has never previously accessed. While it doesn't lock you into a complete cube of ice like it's supposed to, it does make you helpless. And when you are helpless and flying, you are falling. And so you fall and you take 66 of falling damage, because I believe it's 1d6 for every 10. I don't fall, because I have constant feather fall. Okay. Nice. (laughs) So I float there. Well, you're floating, but you're just slowly... Feather falling yeah. down. <laughs> Slowly feather falling down. <laughs> you just hear an extended, no. Basically, a char- like uh, like a person from your character's past came out of the blue. Who would it be? Oh, I know for Braxis would be his aunt Hestrig. That's the one who mentored him in his druidic ways, um, made his armor for him, and basically was probably next to his parents the most influential person in his life. I'm picturing movie montage uh, the training montage you see both of them even the um well they're not martial artists but i'm thinking of the pai mei one right they're in the background doing the <laughs> the stances but you know going through meadows climbing mountains and all that fun stuff that's what i kind of picture <laughs> but i know for braxis it definitely would be his his aunt his auntie and also why his first transformation was an owl because that was her go-to and you know she doesn't have the, um, well, kind of like a back history. She doesn't have the Arctic Druid uh, variant. So she was able to do Wild Shape a whole lot faster than Braxis took him. A better part of what level is he now <laughs> before he was able to do that. Um, uh, but he went owl for that. So, and, and we all know he still has the armor. Armor with him is in his bag, even though he's all full, full dragon plate he still has his little leather armor in his bag that carries oh. around with him everywhere but he's yeah, more than he welcome to go back to that armored anytime he wants he would i mean it's nice for Dex, but it doesn't have a nice plus billion man that was a lot of gold that was, that was dustin you were like you guys need to put some more money into your gear because you guys are super easy to hit oh okay all the money into this armor 
Oh, I can't, I can't hit you. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> well, you just <laughs> now you, I can. <laughs> you just went between two such like massive extremes, Angel. It was, it was one. It was like, it was like, oh God, if I tap, if I tap a Braxis, I'll kill yep. him. And then it went all the way up to like, well, now Dustin can never hit you ever. <laughs> <laughs> all the rest of the, all the rest of the villains have breath weapons until the end of the AP. All of them. Pretty much. I, I, the first time I was like, oh my god, I actually hit every time. I ex- hit. Except for that nasty rogue. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to say is Angel's next multi-class is going to be rogue because Just of for evasion. <laughs> for evasion. Yes. Dip, dip two levels into rogue and gets that Sounds like plan evasion. for me. <laughs> two, two, uh, two, uh, two level rogue dip is, is super common, so it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> All right, well, uh, that's an interesting one for sure. Uh, what about all the rest of you? I know Manette has a menagerie of people. Yeah, Manette is traveled, uh, like very well traveled. She's been all over Galarian. So <laughs> it's not only like, I mean, she could, you know, she has her dad who she hasn't seen in many years. Like she's visited that's a him. That's recommendation. Hey, Manette. Invite your hot dad. <laughs> you should invite your hot dad. <laughs> Why exactly do you know my dad is hot? Bionni first up. Oh, there's a hot dilf running around. Uh. <laughs> oh, the God. dilfiest dilf ever. Hashtag Minutes Hot Dad. <laughs> <laughs> my dad is on the front cover of Hottest Dilfs and Galarian. Four years running. Um, Four nice. years running. <laughs> <laughs> they just keep electing him. Yeah. <laughs> They're like this random Garundi man who lives in the slums outside of Sothis. Let's go but see he him. He is so gorgeous. <laughs> he is built. And he's also an Irisen now. Built and stacked. Yeah. Daddy, mm-hmm. why are you an Irisen? Anyways, um, <laughs> I guess for her right now. Like, like so many people in her past were huge life changers, but she hasn't seen. So right before the AP started, she uh, had parted ways like with her boyfriend of many years, like six, almost 16 years they had been together, but she like couldn't return his feelings to the same degree that he had them. She like felt really guilty for continuing their relationship. So they had broken up like three months before and almost that entire three month span before she joined y'all she was looking for him because he ran off like she has no idea where and he had lived with the caravan his entire life so she was like in a weird emotional headspace when she met y'all because she was like really scared that he was off somewhere dead um so seeing him hearing from him would be a huge relief for her she very much believes in him because like you know, prior to everything starting, they were basically running an underground resistance sort of organized, like kind of resistance and kind of like just stealing from rich people, sort of Pippa Styles <laughs> thing. I mean, <laughs> always been- a go- cool move. <laughs> you know, like you had your your Bonnie and Clyde thing going on. She also had a bit of a Bonnie and Clyde, except they had a, a bunch of people with them. So not quite the same, but... <laughs> Um, so 
he, yeah, she just would be massively relieved to know he's okay, even though she like pretty much bo- fully believes because he was so, always so competent that he is. It's hard to know one way or another. Do I smell backup character potential? He is, <laughs> he is in fact in the box. He is a bard and he is hot. <laughs> <laughs> so we got Anyways, Manette's hot, uh, we have Manette's hot dad and Manette's hot ex Manette's hot ex-boyfriend yeah nice nice Dustin's just quickly taking just a couple of notes right. on like <laughs> people to kill off oh, okay. NPCs no, to bring no. on and then fridge here's our uh, here's the list <laughs> he's living the good life I'll tell you what his what I have had in mind for him is that he's living the good life right now somewhere being pampered and spoiled and that's why he's the same level as you because he was definitely not the same level as this party he is he now like, dating Lady Argentea <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. He has better taste than that. Uh, <laughs> oh, much shade. Three books later. Four. I still got. I still got heat for that lady. <laughs> the the true Never villain heard. in the game all along with Lady Argentina. <laughs> what? Oh, what a twist! Uh, what about Pippa there? I don't know. I feel like a lot of people, <laughs> I feel like just her mom uh, showing up was a pretty big um, blast in the past NPC. I guess... Um, her butler. <laughs> her butler uh, showing up would be very surprising. Um, her dad showing up would be very surprising, especially... She certainly has a lot of things she wants to talk to him about now. Um, they, they weren't, they weren't quite estranged before she went off on this journey, but they weren't close either. Like she would, she would pop in every once in a while and she would send, she would send like some money back to, back to the family. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but she hadn't really talked to them a lot, but, but now that she knows that there's this, um, uh, bloodline that she's inherited that definitely didn't come from her mother, <laughs> she has and it's uh very sinister and she now is recalling all of these times that she saw him work a certain kind of mind befuddly uh magic on patrons at his inn she has a lot of questions for that man <laughs> that she didn't prior to this adventure so i think that would be that would probably be the 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 person from her life that she wants to talk to the most at the moment you know it's interesting is with him specifically i actually have a lot of detail about around that and i think i'm not gonna of course reveal it because that needs that 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 should happen in discussions potentially down the road but sure yeah uh, yeah yeah uh, but but it's it's kind of interesting you bring that up because there are he is one of the few like i well actually no i not few i have a lot of characters who have fleshed out who will never probably be touched on in this game just because i want to build some kind of thought process with them but he is definitely one of them uh that, that there is a lot of information i've built up around him a mythos uh he's definitely nice. on that the short list for that one. Oh man if if we never bring if we never bring uh piero loxley on uh, I would love to hear all of your thoughts after we conclude Reign of Winter on what you had <laughs> built up for him. <clears throat> we could, maybe we could find like a we could find like an indie TTRPG that 
allows us to explore some of those relationships Ooh, at the end. Hell but that, yeah. that's fun. Yeah. That'd be super fun. <laughs> well, what, well, what's funny is there's actually a side story going on in my head that involves your father, Pippa, and actually several other NPCs Ooh. in this Aww. game. And like I said, I don't think it will necessarily ever come. It's just it's a story I'm continuing in my head. So that way, if it ever does have an opportunity, I can use it. But there is a very interesting story that's been built in my head around those characters. So, yes. Uh, what about, uh, what about uh, Bayani there, Logan? And, and oh, no, uh, Buon, too. I mean, if you had oh, something. Buon. Well, I mean, Buon, the easy answer is Freya, the halfling maid slash nanny slash caretaker that was essentially assigned to him at the Navratil estate. Um, I believe, Abby, you voiced her in the story a long, long time ago, but she yeah. would definitely be the one that I think Buon would uh, happily like just reminisce about old times with, and that would be very beautiful. Um, but for Bayani, Bayani was a fun one to think about because, um, like, none of you really know anything about his past at all. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to think of, like, one, someone who wouldn't give anything away. But two. That, that was why I was, yeah. that's why I said boo wa- <laughs> or boo wa- question to answer. <laughs> I have something that won't give anything away, Dustin. So, so don't worry about it. Cause, um, I think one of the people that he would be really happy, but it would be really painful for to come back into his life is his younger brother. Uh, his younger brother, Caballero. Mavros. And the reason God, why great was names. It, yeah, ca- excellent. Caballero means knight in uh Tagalog <laughs> or specifically Cebuano. But yeah, so his younger brother and the and the reason why is because and Bayani wouldn't even know this at this point, but this is all for you all, is that he's the eldest of I haven't exactly determined how many siblings. I I'm <laughs> guessing like five, six, seven plus. Just like a big, big family. family. And uh, he abandoned them. He ran. He left his life behind, essentially. So he left his mother, his father. He left his siblings. Um, It hurt him to do so, but he chose himself over everybody else in his family in a very selfish (laughs) way. And so that's why I think it would be, it would be really, like, it would be a very happy reunion, but... uh, It'd be a very painful one in the sense that there would be a lot of accusations thrown around and a lot of guilt and uh, it would just be incredibly uncomfortable, but probably necessary. And he hasn't seen them in probably 10 plus years and he's only 24 canonically. Well, I mean, it's longer than 10 years. It's like 110 years. 10 years. I was about to say, like, yeah, 10 years f- for what he would believe. And yeah. then tack on more. <laughs> actually, yeah, actually, it might even be more than 100 years. It, it was a long time. So yeah. uh, I don't think we've actually narrowed down how long it's been. So uh, it would, yeah, it would be a painful blast from his past. And a lot of things would come to a reckoning. Is yeah. Bionni the Avatar? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he does act like Aang. And he, is, and he has already mastered air and earth bending. In Hell yeah, Aang was horny. <laughs> so horny. You don't know. Maybe he was. He didn't hit puberty yet. He only had Katara to focus yeah. on. I, yeah. Everything changed when the witches of Irisini attacked. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Slash puberty hit. Mm, yeah. I am the Avatar. Everything changed when puberty. 
Uh, well, since I don't have a character, I would say probably for me, the one character I would, you know, like I said earlier, is I built the stories around certain NPCs. And the one I think is most interesting is probably Lady Argentea, mainly because Pippa actually used her charm on Lady Argentea. And, you know, everybody talks about how, you know, greedy or selfish characters or maybe characters who are a little, you know, there's those people out there who've had like that change of heart moment. And I kind of feel like that was her change of heart moment, like where she stopped thinking about herself and started thinking about, you know, uh, you know, it's, it's like she went off to college and discovered some, you know, something else that, you know, from her conservative upbringing like she's all of a sudden become you know the liberal college grad or whatever you want to say uh but you know i feel like that's kind of what happened to her and i have built up a story in my mind about her and where she's gone that i would love to bring up at some point uh really fun uh because you know you guys have done a lot in <laughs> the whole three months that have passed by since your Jeez. characters started. Oh, uh, we, we've pretty much established. It's almost, it seems to be like almost every year of our gameplay is one month of their time. It feels like. So uh, that's, that's how much time passes by. Uh, so, you know, she's had three months and it just like you guys have gained levels and gotten more powerful. I, you know, in my head, she has got she gained levels, and gotten more powerful as well. So, uh, it's it's kind of a fun little little idea, um, and Heck yeah, and maybe one day all these these stories will converge. Probably not because sure, we can lands go back far. to Heldren someday. It could mm-hmm. happen. Yeah. I want her to come back so she can meet Argentea the cat. Yes, <laughs> the only we reason. named her in <laughs> <Yeah>. your honor. <laughs> She'll be but like, she has oh, my face. Mm-hmm. Unpack that. <laughs> 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 that would probably be exactly the reaction i'm just waiting for bionni to hear about her namesake and then dressing up argentea in a little like fancy gown or something like that (laughs) excuse me while i go a little first notes and write that one down (laughs) note to self ask about argentea's Name. Name. Excellent. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) And done. Wait, does Argentea have a little tiara? Not yet. She doesn't. <gasps> she should. Um, that needs to go on the next magic item list. She has an air a tiara. We can find a doll. Tiara has, of like, mage armor. <gasps> yes. Yes. Let's get my let's get my weird cat a tiara of mage armor. <gasps> can the, 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 the tiara of uh, alluring charisma shrink down to? Go oh my goodness! Let's do it. <laughs> they could be ma- matching. Oh my god! She's our twinsies. little doll. She's our adorable little doll who's also a cat. <clears throat> I would love that. I would, I would think it'd be hilarious if you all uh, start working on like adding to her defense and stuff so she survives. Like yes. getting her mini dragon hide armor. <laughs> we could get her tiny armor. It would be so if, cute. Uh, we need to do a montage with uh, Argentea fashion montage. <laughs> she's a sphinx cat too she's probably super cold all the time oh no she's a construct so luckily she doesn't feel cold i'm gonna get her her a little sweater (laughs) and booties oh and booties yes 
So uh, where we last left off is you all had had taken down the the dragonkin and seer that had gone to try to kidnap the children of the Spurhorn. Uh, you Fiend. had luckily rebuffed their attacks. However, um, I think it was Bayani, uh, one of you, as they were, as the dragonkin was fleeing. You heard him communicating to what you can only assume is his commander. Uh, you didn't understand much of it, but you did hear one thing is the need for silver weapons. Oh, yeah. They must have passed their knowledge, nature, knowledge, arcana role, because they didn't use silver on Abraxas. None of the none of the battles. So it must have been like a role because we do that all the time. What's funny is because we do that all the time as characters is like, oh, what's what's that thing weak against? What's that thing weak against? And even if we've never fought it, we have that knowledge from kind of uh, maybe lore somewhere, wherever the wherever the players pull that knowledge from. That's what I'm picturing at the end of the episode was like, oh, crap. They passed their knowledge X roll or whatever the knowledge <laughs> check was needed. Just to kind of pull back the covers a little bit, just to give you guys a, a behind the scenes moment is Ooh, I have a pull percentage back the covers, not just yes. the curtains. It's the covers. Yeah, co- yeah, pull back just the to curtains. pull back the covers a little bit on this one. Um, oh, apparently, so my cold. brain is going somewhere. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, I actually have percentile die that I roll for enemies. And there's a 5% chance that they will have silver weapons. Just just to make things interesting. I have not rolled, obviously, 5% often because you've, <laughs> I think you've had like a whole two creatures that have uh, done this. However, what why that happened this time is you're right, Angel, is I did roll a knowledge check to see mm-hmm. if they could figure it out. Um, is what um, I did realize is this is an army and an army that specifically focuses very highly on intelligence. Uh, in terms of like gathering military intelligence. So if they see a foe that can make themselves all of a sudden giant size and can basically kill their take down entire armies really realistically without much work, they're going to gather intelligence on that. Mm. And that's why. Uh, so yeah, there is going to be a higher percentage of creatures moving forward that will probably have silver weapons, at least in this book um, because of it. Cause uh, that's just, the way the cookie crumbles. Um, so that will be fun for me. <laughs> uh, I guess that's all right. Now th- that totally made sense. That, like, sounds that, that was, mm-hmm. that, that came to mind right at the end of the episodes. Like, Oh crap. Did I get hit with something? And, and I got to thinking, I was like, well, no, that it's a knowledge check. We do the all the time to monsters. We face mm-hmm. all the time. Especially yeah, the it, ones who are like, holy crap, how do we kill this thing faster? <laughs> and, a seer, and a seer especially is particularly intelligent. So the seer yeah. that was... That makes uh, sense. No, it uh, makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and the dragon, his dragonkin and him have a telepathic bond, so they're able to communicate that information. So it was a, it was a, it was a good, it was a good thing. Now the seer would have been a much inter- more interesting battle if I had remembered it had freedom of movement on it the oh, entire yeah. time and not like sat there for three rounds bound to chains that it didn't need to be bound to. So I'm just pretending the seer was just enjoying it a little bit. And so, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, got a little, got a little overconfident probably. I was just kind of letting it drag out too long. But luckily, uh, you all have, you are on that at a turn order. The battle is not done, but you have found a lull in the, in like commands. Uh, Faramal hasn't issued anymore. So you guys do have, you do take that moment to, you can take this moment to heal up 
and uh, you do have a nice nifty new wand of cure moderate wounds to, that's just dying to be used. Um, you also got some cool items last uh, episode. Um, just to go over those again, you got uh, a potion of levitate, a wand of cure moderate wounds, as it said, two thunderstorm thunderstorms, two thunderstones, uh, a cloak of resistance plus two, a headband of alluring charisma plus two, and a spell component pouch. Um, so yeah, if you guys want to take a moment to heal up and figure that out, uh, I could right. I could use a little I could use a little bit. If someone wanted to tap me with, but, how are you guys uh, all yeah. doing at this point? Well, Jess just healed me for fifty-four points of healing, <laughs> which brings me yeah, back been... to exactly one forty-five, which is my max. <laughs> I've been doing some silent oh, nice. healies, wearing out our old cure mm-hmm. moderate since we have a brand spanking new one. Um, Pippo, how much are you down? I'm not down by a lot, so I'm all, I'm down by. Um, well, no, I guess that is a lot. I, I'm, I'm, I'm down. I'm down by like fifteen. I know having damage reduction helps so, so nicely. Oh, it's the one time. The one time. The one time I effing forgot about it was that golem fight, and it was <laughs> so brutal. And I'm like, holy crap! I'm getting. I, knew I was pummeled. really worried about you. I don't know why. I uh, I'm like constantly snapping at Dustin to remember. Dustin, I have this ability. Don't you dare forget about it. Poor Dustin always takes the heat. Effing forget during a flipping savage like construct yeah. attack. I I don't know. Maybe I didn't get enough sleep the night before. Who no, <laughs> who knows what the heck happened? Mercury was in retrograde. I guess. <laughs> So we we take like a literal <laughs> Mercury and Retrograde. Um, <laughs> I mean, we I take think it like literally a was. literal minute oh. and a half uh, to heal, and that's that's all we need, baby. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. picturing Abraxas shrinking down, but still kind of like energized from tapping into a new power source. So I'm so I'm picturing him as a kind of like a fidgety fidgety kid. He's like, yeah, you see how he went down. He went down. And just kind of pacing and having that kind of nervous energy. <laughs> so I am picturing Manette having to chase him to tap him. And he paces back and he's just jittery. Like, yeah, Since we, you're got norm- we got this. Your normal size again. She's just grabbing you with her big old hand and like steering oh, you back right. towards the group. Like, just stay right here, <laughs> <I'll> please. <laughs> Pitting me down with one finger. <laughs> I also imagine Bionis just tugging at your cape, being like, okay, but Manette, and he's opened up a hole in his earthen shield, <laughs> the door, be like, okay, but check the children. He's like, knock, knock, children, you good? <laughs> yeah, We're good. Yes, definitely. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it sounds like they're good. Okay, we need perfect. to make sure we're ready for our next battle. Focus, focus. Yeah, oh, okay, but, Thank but you, Papa B. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, like, oh, my feels. God. And then, and then he turns, turns to Pippa. He's like, Pippa, are you ready for more babies? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Not that's now. All, oh, that's what all mothers say. Okay. They're fine oh. in there. Oh, my God. <laughs> she was not ready for that baby. Uh, from what I hear of the story, it was foisted upon her I, by fate. I've actually staunchly <laughs> never wanted children. I'm on record. I know. That's why Papa B is here, girl. <laughs> you got this. Mommy and Daddy duo. She's uh, blushing a little bit. Just like, <laughs> at, the, at the entire implication. It's just like, it's it's a little, she's having a little bit of a <laughs> <laughs> moment. Uh, 
<laughs> She's like, okay, right. Fine. Whatever. Child Raren's going to have to wait, though, because I'm sure there's other parts of the battlefield that will be needed on. Okay, true. But <sighs> next time we'll talk about getting a dog with my face. <laughs> Ugh, why she, does this feel like child really does rearing? Laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like steering Abraxas back yeah. in, trying to tap all of you while you're talking and distracted. I'm like, I'm, these are my freaking kids right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as you all are wrapping up healing, uh, you hear Commander Faramal speak out over the stone and go, I think the tide is starting to turn. Why don't we reconvene in the conference room and figure out what to do next? Uh, Roger. That sounds really... Um, um. Abraxas <laughs> is like chewing on the seer's leg. Mm-hmm. Uh, Abraxas, for Capri's sake. <laughs> Come here, Argentea. <laughs> Manette has mesophonia. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, the bigger, bigger shape, bigger meal. It burns a lot of calories. He he thought the hybrid form burned a lot of calories. He's never been huge before, so <laughs> he's he's not letting any of that the seer go to waste. Hey, that's a good point. That's kind of interesting. I don't know if I don't know if a, a praying mantis creature uh, necessarily like chews on them. Do they? Don't they? Are they like kind of like they suck out the stuff? No, they have mandibles. Oh, I thought for like the. I gotta see the picture. Yeah. Let me see. <laughs> They do chew, and he's not in that format anyways. So you guys want to head to the conference room? Yes. Uh, sure, yeah. Um, what what should we do with the kids, though? Like, are, are they good in there? Like, do they have any ca- actual adult caretakers? Yes, they do. They actually have guards. It's just that Seer and Dragonkin were so much more powerful than the people gotcha. guarding them. Um, they also, um, if, to remind you, last episode, Bayani did put up, like, a stone block Stone in front wall. of the door yeah so, sure 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 i just was i just was i want just wanted to make sure that the kids weren't alone in there no like they, that no, we didn't barricade no. the kids alone inside this no they're <laughs> no, not going to um all right lord of the flies himself cool awesome i don't <laughs> trust children not to lord of the flies themselves at any <laughs> just instantly <laughs> just immediately they, it just devolves into a lord of the flies yellow jacket scenario <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So you begin to head towards the conference room, and the route takes you through Spurhorn's Gardens. Uh, During the tour a few days earlier, you remember hearing how the high thermal flows keep the ground warm, which keeps uh, which enables them to grow food year round. So this is during the in this incredibly cold area, our cold land in outside. This is like the one kind of warm area. It's immensely important because it helps keep their citizens fed during long long sieges. the entire area, however, is covered with a dense fog because of the warmth of the ground and all the snow and the water, and it's creating this fog. You begin to enter the area, and a wind starts to flow through the gardens, and you see these statues, and you're like, all of you, you know, just were in a tour a few days ago, and you go, I don't remember all these statues being here. And you begin to look, realize there is a look on of horror on their face as they have been petrified. Oh, oh. Uh, what? You realize that these oh, are shit. these are Spurhorn archers. In the garden? I'm going to report something. I'm going to report that to the, the general over the stone immediately. I pull it out. I'm like, we have a situation here. There's petrified archers. In the gardens. The air finally clears off the last of the fog. Oh, wow. 
That is a lot of archers. Yes, more than a dozen archers, probably a couple dozen archers, are all frozen in place. A crap ton. What knowledge? What knowledge is a? Can I roll? Would would that be an arcana or a nature or? Uh, yeah, roll me an arcana. Okay. Pippa got a twenty-two on an arcana check to see if she knows what spell or what creature would do that. You immediately remember this from stories of your of your youth. Basilisks um, are famous for petrifying creatures. However, basilisks are normally land creatures, and you in your mind you're thinking, "Well, that doesn't make any sense because there's no way a basilisk could get in here easily." And then you realize, wait a minute, you've heard of the unholy abominations known as Dracolisks, which are essentially a combination of dragons and basilisks. No. And uh, (laughs) tell me, uh, what did everybody get for perception checks? I got a 30. 16. Plus 12. 20. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Luckily, Braxis, you got exactly what you needed. Uh, you listen up in the air and the fog has not quite cleared up above you but what you do hear is the flapping of wings and specifically five separate sets of wings oh my god oh gosh I immediately yeah I'm, he's <laughs> sniffing his his uh, uh, oh no he's a human fo- it's still doing that. Um, yeah he's smelling even though he's a humanoid's uh, ears are kind of twitching it's like, I'm picking up four to five distinct beats of wings. <laughs> well, that fucking sucks because I'm pretty sure that what froze all these guys are dracolisks, which are like basilisks, but flying and dragons. What you do know is not all is lost. Um, that uh, Pippa with your arcane, uh, you know that uh, dracolisks. Um, just like basilisks, uh, their blood will actually remove the petrici- petrified condition up to 1d3 oh. uh, characters, medium-sized creatures. So oh, nice. if one of you does get petrified, you, I will give you all one turn to make some decisions before we roll for initiative. Um, I know what Abraxas is going to do once once information is relayed. He'll take a deep breath in. Um, we'll turn into his hybrid form and his ear he closes his eyes and his ears are just like really alert i've i've activated something i got because of my dip into fighter levels called uh barroom brawler and basically i've used it before it's been a while but um it's it's i've learned how to mimic the combat tricks and forms of others so um you know, watching Minette, they're sparring, and now you know I've they've gotten their chance to practice a little bit, not a lot of time, you know, short amount of time to kind of keep up with the practice. But I'm able to benefit um, from a combat feat that I do not possess. So the combat feat that Ooh. I'm basically channeling is um, the blind um, blind fight. What is it? Nice. Uh, yeah. Very cool. So I will yeah. have the blind fight feat. Um, for the for the combat, which of course will let me reroll misses, and invisible attackers do not get any advantages to hitting me, which is nice. This spell blows, but because it's a very low level. But I'm you know I'm only a partial caster. What can I say? I'm just gonna give myself divine favor, so I have plus three on attack and weapon damage rolls. 
That's still pretty um, good. Nice. Yeah, Nothing there we wrong go. with that for one minute. <laughs> the plus three um, is nice. Yeah. So Pippa's going to rehaste everybody and then draw the hood of her cloak of elven kind up over her head and attempt to blend in uh, with some of the plants in the garden. Oh, very nice. Ooh. I'm going to roll a stealth check. 36. Okay, yeah, you're definitely going to be hidden. I don't even have to roll their perceptions. I don't think they could hit it. So, uh, awesome. <laughs> uh, what about you there, Bionni? Um, I think the only thing he can do that would be like a preparation thing is he's just going to be gathering power. Okay. Um, but that does make him very obvious. So just mechanically for you, Dustin, he's, it's uh, making a lot of noise and a lot of uh, flashy lights. <laughs> he will be the first person targeted. Got it. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. Nice. I'll tip my hat to you. <laughs> Hi, Christmas tree. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, he's hey, gathering Christmas two tree. points of burn because he's doing it as a full round action. So that means I can use two burn for free without damaging myself. Hey, nice. All right. Everybody roll initiative then. Pippa, what'd you get? 20. No, sorry. No, that's a lie. 16. <laughs> Desi E6. Bayani, what'd you get? I got 24. All right. Uh, Manette. I got a 16. Uh, and they're, they're good old Braxis. I got a 21. All right, it is now turn one. Bayani, you're starting this, this smoke show. What are you going to do? As my movement action, do my airs leap. Uh, so I'm always considered to have a running start when jumping. Add my kinesis level as a bonus on all acrobatics checks. I jump twice as far or higher as results of my check indicate. And I can accept one point of burn while jumping to double the distance I jump. So I can jump 40 feet into the air. Uh-huh. Then. Um, so would that be enough to get me to be able to see them visually? As you're jumping, they become visible. Okay, so I'm 40 feet up in the air then. I'm going to uh, use one of my gather-powered burn to extend my range, and then the other one I'm going to use for to make my earth bla- my air blast a empowered air blast. So now I'm going to shoot the... There's For the listener, there's one, to- there's one of these little... I'm assuming these are the Dracolisks in the middle. There's one to the north, one to the center, one to the south. I'm going to hit the one to the... in the center. Alright. Come on, hit! Okay, well that was a nine on the die. Plus one for soup, that's ten. Earth plus... Twenty-six? Twenty-six will hit. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> perfect. Okay, so that's uh, fifty-nine points of uh, what does air blast do? Bludgeoning damage. The air swipes over, and you see it slice through one of the wings. It doesn't affect its wing. It doesn't affect its ability to fly, but you see a slit in the wing where your blast is basically punched through the wing, uh, and it's mm-hmm. making it. It's making it uh, definitely having to adjust for its flight. Ha ha! I hit one. <laughs> nice. Uh, Abraxas, you're up. They're a little bit too far for Braxis, so he's going to ready an action so when they come within uh, a spell range that he needs, so that's about 35 feet. So what he's doing is actually grabbing one of his torches, which is, you know he has low light vision, rarely uses. He's going to bite the tip of the torch and just keep 
He's basically chewing it, chewing it, and that's kind of his ready to action right now. All right. Crunch, 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 crunch. Crunch, crunch, crunch. Give me a just give me a bite of that Kit Kat bar. All right. Uh, Does that end Abraxas' turn? It sure does. Manette, you're up. What you gonna do? Manette is. Manette is charging forward. Uh, wait, let's see. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. Okay, I should be able to get within range. Are they up? You said they're up? Yeah, they currently are up 50 feet, I think is what I said. Let me double check. I, I documented oh, that I had them 50 at. is so many. 50 feet, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I can't reach up there. I'm only 14 feet tall. I need another size up. I need to be at least 30 feet tall. Um, I, I, I could turn into a giant, the giant huge monster and then lift you up cheerleader style by, the, by your feet. Me. Aggressive. Me. Aggressive. Uh, Logan's Voltron dreams are coming true. I was about to say, I told or- you, I want Manette to strap people on her shoulders blasting <laughs> and Bionis on the front blasting. <laughs> Alternately, we could do uh, the dirty dancing move and you lift me up oh, by the yes. waist and I spin around nice. with my sword. She's slicing. <laughs> um, okay, well, beans. She's just basically trying to be like a target, much like Bayani was, you know, sort of drawing attention to himself. I'm also going to draw attention to myself just by running out there and being huge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> clanging your shield. <laughs> Going clanging your shield. Exactly. Yeah, she's definitely the whole way just clang, 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 clang. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And like doing a battle cry. And that's more or less all I can do for right now. I can only hope they try and attack me. All right. Uh, and then last but never least for the Team Torta is Peppa's turn. What would you like to do? What I'm going to do is I'm going to kind of close the distance, still still sneaking. I think I'm going to sneak up to that column pillar that's sort of on the edge of this little courtyard. There was a spell that I wanted to do in conjunction with my sneak attack. So I think that I think that Pippa's just going to have her crossbow out and ready. She's going to make sure she's going to make sure it's loaded. And then uh, I'm going to use my Sense Vitals ability and then employ it on my next turn. So you can't really see her, but if you if if one knew where she was and was looking, you would see her eyes glow red as she <laughs> stares Ooh. up at the closest Dracolisk. Very cool. All right. And uh, just as a reminder, Dustin, that allows me to see the vital areas and weak points of creatures within a 30 feet of me as a warm glow. All right. As the fog clears away, you don't only see the three basilisks. Behind those three basilisks, oh. you see two copper dragonkin uh, commanding the dragonlisks. Oh. Commanding. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> and it is one of their turns. And what they're going to do is kind of give a wide berth of the dra- dracolisks. The first one is double moving to the side of you, but keeping a wide berth of all of you. Uh, the first Dracolisk, it is their turn. First Dracolisk moves forward and uh, uses its gaze attack. So, uh, Manette and Bayani, I need you both to roll me, and I'm sure Manette is going to pass this with ease. <laughs> uh, I need, you have no idea. 
I need uh, you both to roll me a fortitude save. 39. Is the gaze Oh, I'm sorry, 40. How how tall is the gaze attack? Because I'm 40 feet in the air and she's 15 feet high. Uh, It is a 30 foot cone. So it, it can it can get far. Uh, I almost got a twenty. I got a nineteen plus sixteen thirty-five. You have passed, so you you have survived the first petrification option. Bionic uh, oh. just yells out, "I'm a statue! I'm a statue!" <laughs> Pippi, you said you covered your eyes, right? Um, no, she's currently using her sense vitals ability to stare at them. Okay, so you actually will also have to because the gaze attack is a cone. So, gotcha. And they do, and they don't need to perceive me to be able to attack Correct. me with it. You, it's me looking at them. It's, just checking. It's, yeah, it's a Medusa thing. You look on them and they t- you turn to stone. Twenty three. Uh, you are good too. Good, good job. Good, good soup. Good soup. Good I was gonna soup. say that. I was gonna say that would be bad good because soup. then no one would know that you're petrified. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that would suck, because no one can see me right now. <laughs> this other Draco Lisks, uh, it keeps its 50-foot distance. So, Manette, I need you to roll me a reflex save. Ooh. 31. Hmm. Flying creatures. You know what? It's going to take the attack of opportunity just so it can do this. Go ahead and get your attack of opportunity. Yeah, me. That's why I became big. Oh yes. Okay. Uh, first of all, critical threat. Ooh. Okay. Yes. Scimitars mm-hmm. are very good, friends. Um, oh, okay, yeah. so that's gonna be thirty-nine to confirm. <laughs> that's a confirm. That's <laughs> <laughs> Does does a thirty-nine oh. confirm a crit? How many <laughs> times am I going to confirm in this? <laughs> War <laughs> alone. <laughs> I love scimitars so at least much. once more. <laughs> Want to pull me a critical hit in your car, there, Logan? Mm-hmm. You know what helped was divine favor because it gave me a, pl- a whole extra plus three. Um, clutch okay, there. Well, I have one for you. It's slashing, correct? Uh, yeah. Okay, so swing through double damage and one free attack against an adjacent foe at the same bonus. I don't think I can reach an adjacent there are, foe. Yeah, there's no adjacent so. foe. So. But you get double damage. Well, you get triple damage, because remember, we always triple go damage. up one one of, uh, one of from what they say. So I got it. You throw your scimitar at the There we go. Slice, <laughs> slice through, and then as you cut, like, go into the swing, you let go of your scimitar. Yeah, I just <laughs> have just super cool impaled. moves now. Yeah. Where I- <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Let's- A billion. Yes, it's, <laughs> it's not. Right. It's not nearly that it's much. Definitely one billion damage. Well, it's that's definitely the one, that one I hit already. Damage. <laughs> so maybe mark that down. It's one billion damage. They're all dead. Bye. <laughs> 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 effect, one Manette implodes. We doctor evil unleash. this shit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, we um, saved the day. <laughs> the name of the episode should be one billion damage. Oh, I'm going to put that one billion one damage. Billion damage. <laughs> um, it's actually just 70, 71 damage. 
How only? only. That's only. so boring. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I'll take it. I guess that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's still up, but wow, Jesus. Um, <laughs> oh, I was hoping yeah, you kill it is with, right. with me hitting it earlier. So, Bayani and Manette, if you could please roll me a reflex, Dave. Oh. I want it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> reflex, reflex. Uh, that one was less good than my last roll. Hmm. Same. Still good though. Twenty-four. Twenty-nine. Okay, you both take. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit! What the Holy fuck? Shit! No, that's that was a, that was an error on my side. Okay. Yeah, um, I was like, no way, dog. There's no way. So we're teaching. I almost killed today. it with seventy-one. There's no oh, way it's that. Oh my low. god. So then I mourn you and then run out Woo! of Sprohorn, never to come back. <laughs> You're like, fuck, I'm, okay, bye. <laughs> the reason why we Podcast swore was because... over. It, like, Dustin, it's not... <laughs> I'm going actually put 10d65. Y'all oh, totally took 358 points of damage. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, Last week, I think. <laughs> Uh, Logan and Manette, you both take half a 27, which is 13 points of damage. Uh, what type Ooh. of damage is this? It is acid damage as a Ooh, string of acid, acid flows over both of you. So they're black <sighs> dragons, duly noted. They're black da- dragolists drag- for okay. sure. So I take three points of damage. Not to I... metagame. I just know, I know these things. Oh well, I mean, they obviously look like they they look like black Draculas. Yeah, (laughs) I know colors. (laughs) The acid hits Bayani. He just goes, "Ha ha!" It tickles. Uh, (laughs) It exfoliates your skin. It is as I take three damage. It is the other Dragonkin's turn, and it moves around to the opposite side of where the other Dragonkin, keeping a oh my lord, volume. And that ends its turn. And the final Draco Is that within 35 feet of me yet? Uh, no. Because they're in Ooh. the air 60. So. Mm. Losers. Uh, and then finally, uh, the final Draco list. It's going to move towards Bayani. Uh, and Oof. since uh, that, that will come within your range, I believe there, Braxis, if you want to get whatever you're going to do to happen. But it will be within 35 feet of you. Nice. Um, let's see. As it comes through, he's still digesting his little his little <laughs> torch thing for a, a spell that's upcoming. But when it's coming through, he reaches up his hands now that he really feels the pulse of Triaxis. Chains of rock, yeah. ice, anything that's in the area, stone. It's almost drawing upon whatever uh, materials are in here. And flies, flies makes uh, way towards the to the approaching enemy or the enemy foolish enough to come within range so that is a 27 range touch that's a hit for sure boom (laughs) and now now it is guess what it's the heavy chains again (laughs) holding tight he he makes his his fist he clenches at him to kind of just at the same motion the the chains tighten around um, as it is now um, it's now let's see staggered and entangled (laughs) <laughs> Get him. 
Stay right there. We'll deal with you later. <laughs> and by deal with you later, your meat is going to go on a breakfast omelet. <laughs> <laughs> so, so ominous. He always warns them that he's going to eat them and that they keep attacking. And then what happens? He eats them. Then he eats them. Yeah, he's, he's, you know, he warns them. He, not like he doesn't yeah, warn get them. ate up. Abracus is nothing if not fair. <laughs> Yeah, it's a man of his word, you know. Yeah, um, you don't want to be honest. Don't to get it. They call it. Don't attack. <laughs> <laughs> honest to Honest to <laughs> Oh, honest Abe. If you keep attacking me, I will eat you. <laughs> he, he's not joking. He's not joking. <laughs> he's dead serious. <laughs> That's why they How call him Honest to Braxis. <laughs> yeah. That'd be great magic item of he just like throws something and it pins a recipe card on them and it's like that's that's your recipe right there. <laughs> that way the card's available. That'd be like, that is like, such oh, a good intimidation. Intimidation, yeah. It's like such yeah, a great what are you looking at? Recipe cards. Just pin looking for your recipe, recipe cards. cards. You have a freaking Hannibal style little thing. <laughs> Let's see. He's putting nice on a bib. Triaxian seer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We can start <laughs> working in tandem where I attach your recipe cards to my crossbow bolts and then I can just yes. like pin them to people. <laughs> we get a transportable table for Pippa to hide under and that you yes. start chopping vegetables on. <laughs> <laughs> that would be such a freaking confusing battle. And he's like, what are they doing? <laughs> Fucking power move. I want a chef character <laughs> now who's about her entire... Their entire battle strategy is you act like you're gonna cook them the entire time, <laughs> and that you just are doing constant debuffs, like little things every round. It's like, oh no, no, they'll they'll they're gonna kill you. I'm just over here prepping the, prepping the kitchen. <laughs> I'll throw out little pouches of seasoning, and Bayani does the air punch and yeah. peppers them with all the yeah. with yeah. Gotta get a good dry rub going, you know? Yes. Oh, <laughs> man. Shokugeki no Soma, like, style. Uh, so the, the chains wrap around the Dracolisk and it falls to the ground and it's up. Well, it, it went down to Braxis, or it went down to Bayani's level. So, or, well, it went about 20 feet above the front. So that would be 2d6 of falling damage. Yeah. Finally, just sees it fall down and goes, oh, oh okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it just falls oh, in front cool. of him. Yeah, oh. literally right in front of you is a Draco Lisk <laughs> uh, that basically just falls in front of you. Uh, Makes the acme noise, you know. I was going to say very Looney Tunes. <laughs> <laughs> Ten points of damage. Wow, I rolled a four and a six. Holy crap. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> maximize that fall damage. It is now round two. Bayani, you have been left to present right in front of you. Uh, a prone <laughs> dragonless, a dragonless, just sitting on the ground. Oh, but you know what? Before that happens, it will get its gaze attack in. So, uh, 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 it's turn, yeah. Because, That's true. Uh, so, um, Abraxas, are you blind? Are you, did you blind yourself or where you can't see? Yeah, remember, I, my ears are, my ears are, um, playing for you. T- yep. And then, okay, so Bionni, just you need to roll me a fortitude save. Roll a 19 on the die for 36. Okay, well, you are good. You lucked out. And it is your turn. What are you going to uh, do? Bio- Bionni's going to be like, hmm, 
I think that one's good for now. And just go zooming <laughs> 40 feet away. <laughs> Zoo! Like, you're fine. Yeah, like, I'm good. Uh, so he's going to go about halfway through the northernmost dragonkin. And then between Manette and the other Draculisk. Uh, and he calls out to Manette, Manette, you got that one next to you? Yeah, babe. <laughs> okay. And uh, he's going to attack. Like mid slashing. The- yeah. <laughs> he's going to attack the Draculisk in the middle then. Because these are the bad boys. And so he's just going to do an boys, air blast. Get those bad boys. Ooh, that was a 13 on the die, so 14 with soup makes it... Wowzers. 29. That's a hit. Okay. Nice. So you're going to take 5d6 plus 18. Plus 5. For soup. Okay, so that's 11, 15, 17, 19, 24 with a soup. 24 plus 18 is 34. For 42 points of bludgeoning damage. Oh, he's just flying around, <laughs> punching the air. All right, that is amazing. And how many? How much damage was that again? 42 bludgeoning. Whoo! Oh <laughs> okay, well, that Draculus falls from the air and <clears throat> dies. Woo! Bionic's oh, built for damage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Pew, pew, pew. That is one down. <laughs> I was about to say, as, as, as much as I love Buon, Bayani just hits things and keeps hitting them, and it's very satisfying. He's really God, fun to good. play with. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, Okay, uh, that means, Abraxas, you're up. Everything's so far away. Yeah. Just so darn far away. If only, if only... Abraxas had some sort of proficiency in a range type weapon like I don't know. Who he swings out from the back his <laughs> super nice shiny pink gold with ribbons magical girl anime style um yes! rifle. <laughs> Time to go bang bang the y'all. The transformation music starts playing. Yeah, it was funny you were saying that. I was like, don't you have a gun? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because the anime transformation goes all, all all his armor comes off except like the, the, what is it, the strategically one over his, his nether gears, right? As the transformation, the little gloves, the magical girl crown with the, there's always hearts, like little wings, right? Sprouts out from your chest into a big frilly bow. (laughs) Oh no! Now I'm picturing the soup, uh, the super drag transformation sequence. <laughs> super drags. All right, let's see here. I'm gonna. I guess I could open my. Ooh, I guess I could open my eyes for a bit and then close them. Yeah, I'll do that. All right, here we go. I'm gonna <laughs> hit the one. I'll smell around the air for the one closest to me, and gonna go, bang bang, bang bang, motherfucker. Here we go. So, that is, the first one's a 37 uh, to hit against their touch. Ooh. buddy. But they're dragons. I think all they have is natural armor anyway. Uh, that is a hit for sure. Okay. Well, that's 13 points of damage. 11 more if they're evil. 
which according to my dragon recipe book that's color coded it says that dragons that are color (laughs) based on their color (laughs) it shows their alignment right (laughs) <laughs> are you metallic are you a gold dragon well then you're you're not then you're evil yeah my recipe book says they might be evil so there's a 13 plus 11 okay that hit definitely hurts it uh as you take it take the first shot to narrow it down that's a big chunk of big chunk right there because that holy damage definitely rolls over it and hurts it like a like holy fire all right then <laughs> one more hit Boom! Boom! Yeah, twenty-four hit. That's a hit. Um, touch. Ah, okay. That is uh, nine points of damage and four points of holy. Okay, so thirteen more points of damage. And since I'm hasted, I'm gonna take my last shot. Bang! That's thirty to hit. <laughs> which, that well, that means it's a hit. So that's nine, nine bludgeoning and six holy. That is a significant chunk of damage. Uh, it is still up, but it is looking woozy. Uh, is that end of Braxis's turn? Wow. Yep, I uh, shut my eyes tightly and just have my sniffer up in the air and my ears twitching. Manette, you're up. What you gonna do? I'm gonna try and finish him off. Yes. Uh, and it's it's time for some full on attacks, baby. I'm uh, I'm gonna do them one by one in case I kill in the middle. You know. <laughs> um, She's learning. She's learning. Ooh, not a good roll. Not a good roll. Uh, <laughs> 23. Oh, no, no. I'm sorry. 24 to hit. That 24 will hit. All right. I rolled Ooh. like a two on the top. No, I rolled <laughs> oh, a three. Man. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> holy crap. Okay. So that's one damage. Yes. As you come down with your sword, you, the giant sword of a giant lady, and basically just slams the Trickleus right to the ground and and it dies. <laughs> yeah. Dang it. I wish there was one close enough for this 19 that I just rolled, but oops. <laughs> it's a wasted <laughs> roll. Okay. Because <laughs> that's a crit threat. Cry. All right. Um, and then that's like, oh, uh wasn't expecting that <laughs> Minette in her uh, confusion over having killed that thing so quickly is just gonna whirl around I mean she's she's still making quick decisions in spite of her <laughs> confusion there um, and she's gonna whirl around and start running back towards where Pippa is Minette can't see Pippa but she is going to run past her regardless Mm-hmm. And uh, stand circling her Dracolisk prey that is on the ground, ready to strike it next time she gets a chance. All right. And that's my turn. Pippa, you're up. What you going to do? There's a giant minette next to you. Yeah. Kill it. Kill it with fire. <laughs> Kill it. Kill it, man. Ah! Oh, my God. <laughs> you're so big. <laughs> <laughs> Pippa's eyes are glowing red. She's been studying the weak points on these Dracolisks, and she's going to fire a couple bolts from her crossbow because I would like to take advantage of my own hastedness for once. (laughs) I apologize massively for giving you a minus four because I am in melee with that thing. Sorry. That's That's I'm so sorry. I'm so very sorry. (laughs) (laughs) 
That's true. Maybe I'll attack one of the copper dragons instead. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I'm more likely to hit. My big uh, melee as, body. Might as well start whittling those guys down if Minette's kind of in my way. <laughs> kind of leg, like my big old mm-hmm. leg right in your face. Yeah. Right <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I, I will Minette say. Minette can't see Pippa, so I imagine Pippa just kind of, just kind of like mouthing the word under her breath <laughs> and retargeting yeah, she had no idea she had no idea you were right there she's just like oh next next monster <laughs> pip is just doing that thing where like ah oh, she just like throws her head back she's like oh god damn it all right sorry. I'm sorry. so she retargets to the copper dragon uh out out uh farther into the garden 26 a 26 will hit. Oh, wait. Sweet. Oh, sorry, I'm on the wrong creature. Don't take it uh, back. Uh, There's no need. <laughs> it no take, ba- no take backsies, Dustin. It still hits. <laughs> cool. So that's crossbow uh, bolt number one. And so I'm using my sense vitals ability, which gives me uh, a three, an additional 3d6 to my attack. And then I'm also sneak attacking, which gives me an additional 4d6. Wow. Yeah. So much damage. Maybe. We'll see. Let's not not count our chickens. Well, I mean, right away, that's (laughs) plus nine or plus seven because of the soup. Okay, so that's 37 points of damage from that bolt. So I really, I really get him where it hurts. And then I also get to roll 1d6 worth of fire damage. So that's an additional three points of fire damage on top of that. And, uh, and now I'm going to fire bolt number two because I'm hasted and I finally get to do something with that. Woohoo! Yes! Woohoo! <laughs> I rolled a one, so oh, that's a great no. fail. Oh, no. <laughs> No, Pippa, no! I was doing so good! (laughs) She Icarus herself. (laughs) I Pippa girl bossed way too close to the sun, you guys. (laughs) Good try, bestie. One of my students, like, whenever he types emails to me, he calls me bestie. Really? And I <laughs> Did you tell both him love it and hate it. No. Stop. <laughs> that is I, both really cute and a little inappropriate. <laughs> right. It's it's <laughs> innocuous enough that I don't mind, but it's just like... That's a little like, familiar mm. with your teacher, but okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't mind it because it's literally only through emails, and I only no. get like three emails this year. So. <laughs> Thanks, bestie. <laughs> but like, while I was sick and not in class, he was checking in on me and like giving me like a report oh, of the class doing, class day. Exactly, and so like it's fine, whatever. That's I mean that is very <laughs> cute. It's a very I I think I really love the trend of calling people bestie as a term. Right, lately it, yeah. I think that's adorable. <laughs> I've had weird, way weirder experiences coming from students. Uh, yeah, you work <laughs> yeah, with teenagers, so yeah. that makes sense. <laughs> Roll me a d30 there, Pippa. No! 18. 
On 17 to 18, the weapon is damaged and loses some of its effectiveness. My crossbow, no! Is your crossbow crossbow. string just snaps. (laughs) Ah! (laughs) (laughs) This, now that Pippa has sort of more or less like reappeared because she shot something, now you can see her go, fuck! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And that is that in Pippa's turn. I must have forgotten to oil the strings before we actually came out here. Stupid. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's the end of her turn. <laughs> uh, so the first dragonkin, noticing the change of tide and how quickly the dragon list went down, says, fuck this shit and start hightailing it out of here. <laughs> uh, and, and seeing that its partner has left, the other dragonkin does just the same. That leaves one chained up dracolis there at the bottom uh, to deal with. Uh, and oh, that- what the heck? Uh, they just collected Who more sees? data on you all. Mm. Wait, did they just leave? Is that what I heard? They, yeah. They left. yeah. Cheating us my, of our victory. My larder. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, this party has the exact opposite energy of the Far Beyond the Stars party. Like, we make the enemies flee from us, and we're all like, oh, man, we wanted to kill those guys. While when we well, play Far Beyond game. the Stars, y'all try to just, you, it's the party that tries to leave every time there's combat. In this game, I got to roll my ability scores, okay? So, Annette <laughs> is juicy with ability. In, in Far Beyond the Stars, it's very much a dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 kind of energy, just sneaking around, <laughs> <laughs> running shit over, dragging uh, away. So this chained up Dracolus is not going to break three because I I see its stats and I just know it's not going to happen. Uh, and uh, <laughs> and I'm going to assume that you guys and it's pretty low on hit points, so I'm going to say you guys just go ahead and finish it off. With when, unless you guys want to actually take the kill, it, like roll the dice to kill it, uh, but it's pretty helpless at this point. Uh, I'm gonna have to step no, on I'm, it. I'm gonna. Re- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll just roll over my 19 from earlier and fucking crit this beast. I'm sure. Yeah. So with Manette's giant foot, she stomped it out. Uh, <laughs> luckily, there is plenty of blood among these Dracolists to help free all these archers and uh, some relief. Uh, some relief medics come to help to take care of that while you all continue on into the That's conference. Splitting. I'm having computer problems. <laughs> Breakfast with his eyes still closed. Uh, yeah, I just hear a, cr- a crossbow string break. <laughs> Uh, fantastic like Worlds is a Fantastic Worlds production. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that show. tracks. We made, <laughs> we made Dragon can flee in fear before us. That seems to be yeah. a pretty good capper on the episode. Uh, we hope you enjoyed the show. <laughs> if you can't get enough of the FWP crew, we recommend you connecting with the fantastic community. You can do so by joining the conversation on Discord or Reddit or following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can find links to access all of those at our website, fantasticworldspod.com. Want even more FWP? You want even more P? <laughs> You want even more <laughs> FWP? You want more P? <laughs> more P? Go P? Is this girl. what you want? P? <laughs> like, <laughs> <Go miss girl. laughs> uh, you want more? I know F- Jess. Know, I know Jess knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> 
You want more FWP? We produce two other actual play podcasts, Far Beyond the Stars, our space opera featuring the Fly Free or Die Adventure Path, or you can listen to our Patreon-exclusive podcast, The Greatest Show on Earth, featuring Pathfinder 2E Extinction Curse Adventure Path. Find out more about those podcasts today at fantasticworlds.cash. I am Dustin Prime. You can find me at Dustin Alexander on Instagram or Twitter. I'm Abby. I'm marking my first inspiration point on my sheet. Oh, because yeah. this girl crit failed today. What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, worst things could happen. Pippa's cranky that she broke her crossbow string, and I can be found maybe complaining about that on my Twitter at Bonanza Famine. So come hang out with me. This is Angel, who was totally paying attention and knew that their turn was up. Um, I, I can be reached at Espinoza916. <laughs> oh, is it me? Mm-hmm. I always forget when I go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is Jess. You can find me at Hank the Clank. And uh, this is Logan. You can find me at MainMan08. Theme song was composed and played by Amy Hawkinson. Thank you so much to Sirenscape for your sound effects and music. If you enjoyed the show, help spread the words to family and friends you think may enjoy the show as well. Till next time, I have you. I have you. Till I have you close to my heart. Until next time, I hope you have many fantastic adventures. Be in our hearts. The Fantastic Worlds podcast is a Fantastic Worlds production and an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. The Pathfinder Adventure Path Reign of Winter is a trademark of Paizo, copyright 2013. All Paizo content in this podcast is used with permission. Oh my god. Okay. So I had to leave because I'm the only one home and I heard the dog like making a ruckus somewhere. And that's bad because usually if he's making a ruckus, that means he's like destroying something Mm. or something. And so I looked for him all over the house and I could not figure out where the noise is coming from until I finally realized that the stupid dog locked himself in the bathroom. (laughs) Oh my god. What? That's he shut the bathroom door on himself. How the fuck? Oh Animals God. are dumb. I love them. Obi He's is so, so stupid. Dumb. He's so cute. Oh my Aww. God. He was so boy. pathetically grateful to be rescued, too. <laughs> Jesus he came out of the bathroom with like his head kind of tucked and his tail was doing like that really low Aww. wag like in between his legs he thought he, he was, was in trouble like, he was like oh my god that was so scary <laughs> i was all alone so sweet boy separation that anxiety is, so is strong in that one yeah uh, there's also i also have to take a brief pause to clean up the garbage <clears throat> can disaster that resulted from him being yeah. stuck in the <laughs> oh man obi has such great himbo energy oh my god he's got the best himbo energy i love that dog so much he is a absolute disaster <laughs> but he's so handsome what's the best song ever written and whatever um 
And then did you <laughs> ever hide Daddy anything? The no. <laughs> <laughs> it's all star. <laughs> next question i heard that recently too such a blast next question. no absolutely that's the yeah. winning answer no further questions we're moving yeah. on Duh. 